Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Investor Lab, the auditory epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice and abundance. And my name is Goose. And what's your name? My name is Gabby. Yes. Yes, yes it is. And Gabby, you're the champion. I'm the champion today. You're the champion. Always. You are absolutely, unequivocally the champion of certain parts of your life. Hmm. Undoubtedly, you are the best in the world. And today... We talk about that, not just about the fact that Gabby's a champion. We, we, can, talk, talk, we can talk about that all the time. We can talk I. about that all the time. <laughs> we talked about ego metrics and why, frankly, they're killing you and killing your aspirations, killing your dreams, killing your goals. And frankly, it is um, ego metrics are the path to unhappiness and, and a lack of fulfillment. Ooh, that sounds dark. But we talked about a lot of good stuff, didn't we, Gabby? What did we cover? We touched on um, why... <laughs> <laughs> Why? We did touch on why. We touched on why. We, we touched, touched on, on why a lot. A lot of why. <laughs> um, essentially, why certain goals might actually not be fulfilling you because they're not actually the right goals. You may have set the wrong goals, people. You may. You may not. And you may. But what we talk about today is the difference between uh, metrics and goals and how to make sure you're measuring yourself against your own outcomes and not just measuring yourself up against others and how the... Comparing yourself to other people can actually cause you to go backwards. We sort of covered that a little bit. Yep. Um, we touched on property goals. We touched on uh, health goals. We touched on social goals. Um, touched on dopamine. Yep. Dopamine is quite, quite a prevalent issue in there. Yeah, totally. We even spoke about the, uh, trying to find the balance between quality and quantity yeah. and why it's actually much more important to focus on what's going to serve your best interests based on who you are, where you are and where you're going. Yep. My favorite, my favorite thing in this episode is that no one cares about you. It's basically what we get, what we get into a bit later on. Um, no one really cares about you. Might sound rough, mm. but that is what's actually going to bring you a lot of happiness and satisfaction is realizing that you're the only one that cares about you and you're rowing your own boat and no one else cares. Totally. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon there's in the last 20% of this episode, there's some heavy, heavy, heavy goal. That's when we really hit the, the, the seam and really just like tore it open. Yep. So um, if you have ever felt inferior, insecure, unsatisfied, unfulfilled, if you've ever felt like everybody else is doing better than you, and if you ever felt like what you're doing just might not be enough and you haven't had enough gratitude for where you are and where you're going, well, this episode's for you. So in this episode, we really try and give you some perspective on how to measure up against yourself and no one else so that you can stay focused on running your own race at your own pace and keeping your own score and becoming your own champion. There's a lot of gold in here and uh, I really think it's going to be quite valuable to many people. And it's one of the most important things I think anyone can remember is that no one, no one is keeping score on your life except for you. So just make sure you're keeping the right score for yourself. So let's dig into it, Gabby, shall awesome. we? Yeah. Great. And of course, guys, remember if you enjoy us, this podcast and everything that happens in and around and because of it, then please do us the most amazing favor, the biggest favor you could possibly do and the greatest, uh, you know, the greatest show of gratitude you could give to us would be to share this with somebody else and to help us spread 
the reach and the growth of this podcast because what matters to us is impact and this is a methodology that we have to help reach more people and to impact more people's lives. Your ability to help us grow this podcast is what matters a lot to us. So please do that. And in the meantime, if you want to take this a little bit further, take it out of your ears and into your life, then I would suggest you can do a couple of things. You can either go to theinvestorlab.com.au, check out all the free resources, other podcast episodes. There's a whole back catalog of dynamite, right? It's, it's, it's like weaponized, it's weaponized <laughs> gold in there. It's like, it's, it it's, it's unreal the value that you can get out of just listening to uh, the previous episodes of this podcast. There's also heaps of other free resources, including my book. You can get that there. And of course, you can reach out to us too. Uh, if you want us to help you build a property portfolio, that's what we do. You can reach out to us there or at dashdot.com.au. I will stop waffling. Gabby, what do you think? I'm excited. All right, guys, let's get stuck into it. Let's start talking about why ego metrics are killing you. See you on the inside. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Investor Lab. How are you, Gabby? I am awesome. Why? <laughs> I love asking you that. I never really prep for the why. No. It's, it's great. It means you just answer by default, doesn't it? Well, this is one of the big well, Sorry, I'm I'm gonna cut you off and we'll come back to oh, it. Oh good. But this is <laughs> I, I I freaking hate it. Everyone does it, right? Yeah, but, um but yeah, it's like, oh hey, how are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Are you? Are you though? What I want what I want is I want I want truth. I want the grit. Tell me how you really feel. And why do you feel that way? What's going on? Why are you awesome? My default was awesome. Apparently. Well that's good. That, that is, is that that's is awesome. awesome. <laughs> oh god. Um why am I awesome? I'm awesome because look, to be honest, I got a little bit of extra sleep this morning because my phone just decided to do the phone thing where it doesn't do the thing that I want it to do in the morning. Mm. And I feel a bit better for having a bit more sleep. I don't think I've been sleeping very well. Um, and then the, the coffee this morning is also helping. Awesome. There you go. That's why I feel awesome. Well, that's great. It's yeah. good. It's good to identify it because actually sleep is one of the biggest um, contributors to overall health and well-being. Totally. Sleep will impact your overall health, weight loss, fitness, strength, um, moods, everything more than anything else, more than diet and more than exercise. Mm. Um, but it's the one thing that a lot of people stuff up. Look, myself included, I, I do. I get a bit really early and stuff, but I still only get about seven hours, uh, sometimes less, uh, yep. sometimes a lot less <laughs> sleep yes. in a night. Um, so I really noticed that. So I've got a new. Speaking of phones though, so I've been researching phones recently. And do you know like the best phone in the entire world, right? The, the, the phone that just like, tears every other phone to shreds. It charges in about two seconds. It's fa- it's it's faster than uh uh it's faster than a rocket ship and a cheetah combined. It's like and it's got more graphic power than your own eyeballs. Mm. Can't buy it in Australia. Of course. You can't get it in Australia. Of course, they're teasing you. It's like what's going on here guys? What is it? Do you remember what it's called? Yeah. Well I don't want to like, you know I haven't used it, right? So pre, you know, I, haven't, I don't know if it's <laughs> theoretically. This good. Yeah, I've read that it's this good. It's called like it's called a One Plus Eight Pro, and it just apparently just whoosh, trumps everything else. A little frustrating that we're like a little forgotten down here on our on our sun kissed island, our economically prosperous, um, healthy aside from Victoria, 
prominent little pond, uh, piece of the pond. Anyway, we get to, we're getting sidetracked there. What are we talking about today? Well, actually, this is probably a good segue. <laughs> a little good segue because, I mean, good phones. Who cares, right? Who cares? What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about ego metrics. Ego metrics. Ego metrics. Okay. What is an ego metric and why are we talking about it? Why does it matter? Well, it's a number or a goal that people just make up um, for themselves because it kind of sounds good. Mm. And then it, it's that status metric. Um, it's usually like a quantity of something. Like in real estate, it would be like, I want to own 10 houses yep. without real depth. You might end up making up depth about why, why yeah. 10, but it's usually, you know, it's that point of comparison with other people um, that you kind of base your success on is like, okay, there's this vague number of something that I'm trying to get to, but it's really out of comparison. It's not really out of what's going to fulfill me. Yep. Cool. Mm. What do okay. you think they are? No, I think I, I do think it's similar. It's a similar kind of thing. I think a lot of people get um, uh, lost in the source in the, in that they they set the wrong goals. Yep. They set the wrong goals because they don't un- firstly don't understand how to set goals and don't know how to think about um, think about you know, setting goals. There's a, and there's a huge piece that's missing from the whole wealth space. When I say the whole wealth space, uh, I'm talking about everything from business to real estate to shares to whatever. But I'm, it's, it's even transcends the wealth space, right? It's even mm-hmm. in the fitness space. People pick these relatively inconsequential uh, number targets and then they actually, the really, really damaging part is they will base their perception of their own success on the measure against these inconsequential and uh, completely irrelevant targets. Now, so we can talk about that for a little bit of context. Um, It could be in health, you might have two people uh, that are basically the same and one wants to weigh 90 kilos and one wants to weigh 80 kilos. And But the thing is, those two things may be completely made up of different components. One person might want to have more muscle. One mm. person might want to have less fat. But if you have less fat, you have as much muscle. Are you as fit? Are you, like, so you've actually got to think about what is the purpose. Talking personally, for, for a long time, I was like, I want to lose weight. That was my goal is I want to have a, a lowest weight possible because I yep. weighed a lot. And so I thought the answer was like, I want to weigh as little as possible. How do I just keep losing weight? Yep. And then I got to a point where I'd lost a lot of weight and I thought, hang on a second, am I fit? And am I strong? And then it actually started. And then it actually became well. Actually, it's not about the weight loss that I want. It's a, it's a body fat percentage, or it's a, you know, it's any of these other kind of components that mean a lot more based on some actual real tangible stuff. Yeah, I remember that. I went through the similar thing where I, you know, you set, you have this makeup number of like what you feel like, what weight you want to weigh, mm. and then you question me quite a lot. And you're like, okay, but like if you weighed a bit more but you like felt amazing and felt strong and powerful, yep. is that okay? If you weighed a little bit more but you're like your body fat percentage is better, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, wrong wrong goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So wrong goals are so easy, right? And there's a really big, there's a really big issue here because when you see um, all of these visions of success, um, it's easy to peg, peg yourself to the wrong goal. Don't get me wrong, aspirations are very important. You want, to have, you want to aspire for better in your life. But better is the, is the qualitative piece that you need to define because mm-hmm. better doesn't mean a Lamborghini. Not necessarily. Hey, maybe it does. Like maybe you are just so 
passionate and that's going to be a hallmark of success for you. But you've got to ask why. Like, why would that be? Now, I guess it's probably helpful to use some real examples for this. So I was talking to... Um, I was talking to a business owner the other day. He's never, he has just starting his property journey. He's coming to work with us, legend. Um, and he's like, all right, Goose, so I've been chatting with my partner and we've decided we're going to buy 10 properties in the next five years. Well, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Wonderful. Yeah, cool. 10 properties in five years. How good is that? Two a year, five years. Is it possible? Yeah, absolutely it's possible. That's not, a, that's not the question. It's not, it's not can you do it. You can absolutely do that. That is not even that's not a doubt uh you can 100 do that but the question i asked him was like okay cool so what do you want out of that he goes what do you mean mm-hmm. i said well what do you like okay 10 properties like what do, what do they look like what do they perform like what, why do you want 10 properties what do you want to get out of it he goes uh i was like okay well let me rephrase it this way do you want 10 100 properties that don't grow in value and don't produce any income He's like, well, no, no, why would anyone want that? And I said, okay, cool. So what do you actually want out of it? And why is it 10? And what is the result you want? And I think there's a huge missing piece here. Now, the missing piece comes from first identifying the wrong goals. Because he's an intelligent guy. He said to me, ah, got it. What's a better goal? Hmm. His first person that's in a long time asked me, he goes, what's a better goal? Because he quickly realized, he was like, oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I've just picked the number based on, based on these other, you know, inputs that have happened around me. That larger portfolios are better, bigger is better, more, more, more status. I have this, rah, 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 and and so he's, he's like, oh, what's a better goal? And that's obviously a pretty deep question. But I think using and we can dig into kind of that kind of stuff, some potentially some more deep and meaningful metrics that people could use in their own life. But I think that's a really uh, useful example of someone who just like picked a number. Because I mean, how many, how many times have you seen or heard, you know, these kind of real estate hotshots and they're like, oh, I bought 20 properties in 10 years and woo, ah, look at me and look at me go. And there's just so much um, machismo. Mm. Just load it up in that. And it's like, yeah, great. Like, awesome. Like, hey, don't get me wrong. Do I want 20 properties in 10 years? That'd be sweet. Like, yep. I would not say no to 20 properties in 10 years. That would be cool, right? <laughs> that would be really cool. But I'll tell you what, I would hate to have 20 properties in 10 years if they didn't perform, if all my money was locked up, uh, if my debt levels were too high, my risk was too high, and they weren't fulfilling me, and it was a lot of hard work and didn't deliver me to an ultimate outcome of greater levels of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where a lot of people get lost. Sorry, I rambled a little bit there. No, it's good. It's good. Cool. So I think one of the big, I think one of the big things that people are missing when they're setting good goals, and the reason that people get hung up on ego metrics, ego metrics per- permeate through so much stuff. It's likes on Facebook posts and stuff as well. Yeah, which is kind of why people have such trouble with social media, right? It's because they get hooked on those little ego boosts of the little like button or the little notifications. And well, ego metrics are addictive. Like th- this is the point. So there's a whole there's a whole study. Um, so near El wrote a great book called Hooked, and the whole premise of that book was um, looking at the ways that businesses grow like horrifically big, grotesquely large, 
by um, basically having ego metrics built in. So stuff like mm-hmm. fa- stuff like Facebook where you get notifications, so you're getting alerts, so it gets you to come back and do things. And the more you interact with it, the more you get feedback. Oh my God, I got five notifications today. Oh my God, 173 people wish me happy birthday. I don't even know who they are. Like, I don't even know who they are. But there's all these kind of feedback mechanisms that we're constantly bombarded with that, that give us a sense of status, self-worth, self-importance. And ultimately, it doesn't mean shit mm. like it doesn't mean shit i have i have um systematically been extracting myself from the facebook um the, i'm gonna call it a swamp <laughs> right i'm gonna be systematically exact, extracting myself from the facebook swamp over the past few weeks and it i gotta tell you it's firstly not easy and secondly very liberating you know so i don't have facebook on my phone anymore and I've got an app on, my, on the computer which stops me from seeing the news feed or anything like that. And I basically started, my brain started to rewire where I don't have that because people just get hooked on all this kind of stuff. Mm. And it's this, these dopamine hits that come with ego metrics that, that allow you to chase the wrong goals. And if you chase the wrong goal for long enough, you're going to find yourself somewhere that you never wanted to be anyway. Yeah. It's funny because I remember, I don't remember how long ago it was, maybe a few months when um, Instagram announced that they were going to cut um likes you know little yeah. likes on instagram and that's basically how you know the influencer industry monetize their themselves is by the count of their likes and followers and whatnot um and then i think they rolled it into facebook where you don't actually get notifications when people like a post anymore um which i find really interesting and i think it's really great for you know mental health and that that addiction but i've also found that you actually end up seeking it out more because you have to go and find the thing that will like give you that reward. So you have to go and like go through the news feeds and things so that you can, f- you still want that answer. You still want to see what that number is because you still got an ego about it. Yeah. But you just don't have it like immediately at, at the tip of your fingertips anymore. Totally. Cause it's, it really comes down to really deep seated kind of uh, aspect. Every- yeah. You want to ha- belong. Well, how do, how do you know, like how do you know if you're doing good? Yeah. Full stop. How do you know if you're doing good? Yeah. Right. So, like, measure it. Like, what you must measure. Like, I'm, I'm fanatical about measuring. Like, measure everything. How you will never know where you are, where you're going, or anything. You'll have no context about who you are, why you are, where you are, if you're doing anything good, if you don't measure. Right. So, sometimes you need to take a really broad array of measurements qualitative, quantitative some short, some long, you know, all kinds of different stuff to give you a basically a, a dashboard on your life to understand, am I moving in the right direction? Mm. You know, for example, one of, one, of, one, of, one of my measurements is, did I go to the gym five times this week? And it's very easy. Is it four or six or is it three or five? Like, and it's very easy. That gives me a number and that is a metric. You know, I jump on the scales each day. That's a metric. You know, I, I, I actually track my food. That's, that's measurement and a metric, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. Now, the same thing goes. You obviously want to do the same with real estate. You want, to, you want to track, like, is it going well or is it going bad? Do I need to take any evasive action? Do I need to stop eating, you know, donuts? Do I need to, like, what, what, is, the, what is the course of action? And without understanding that metric, you can't course correct in your life. But the problem is, and the problem is we, we hedge ourselves against the wrong yardsticks, the wrong measurement tools. The measurement tools that people use become based around ego. They become based around um, do other people like me? Um, will other people think that I have achieved a lot of stuff? That's a really big one. Mm-hmm. And this is where the ego comes into it because once you can kill your ego, you can start focusing on yourself. 
And that might sound really egocentric, but it's not. It's actually kill your ego so you can actually work out what level of fulfillment is, is, is required and how you're going to achieve that level of fulfillment and what is fulfillment to you. Yeah. So just, just something on that. So the few of those like health metrics that you've got that you measure for yourself, like going to the gym five times a week or yep. whatever, um, they sound like they make sense because they're helping you. They're a metric to measure your progress towards a goal. Yep. They're not the goal itself, right? Yeah, that's a good point. So how, how do you know if, I mean, it seems like the level of goal setting is a lot of, um, or setting the right metrics is comes with a maturity in maturity in whatever industry that your that that goal is in. So, like if you're starting out in real estate, you might think that your goal is to have X amount of properties. Yeah, and you don't know any better because you're just you know immature in that in that journey. Um, in the same way that if you're just starting out, if you're not a health person and you're just starting out going to the gym, your goal might be like to lose 20 kilos or whatever um, and not realizing that it's actually a better goal is to become fitter and to have like different metrics. Yeah. Um, how do you know if your goal is actually helping you progress and is like a healthy goal rather than just an egocentric goal? That is a good question. That is a good question. So let's just talk about a couple of things and I'll see if I can circle back to it. Try and keep me on track here. So <laughs> Right. So here's the thing. You touched on a really good point, metrics versus goals. Mm. So the metric that I use to measure, am I moving towards my health goal? There's a couple of them, but one being, am I going to the gym? Mm -hmm. Now I could fulfill that metric by arriving at the gym, opening the door, walking in and then turning around and walking back out. Hey, I went to the gym. Yeah, tick the box. Tick, done, done, done. Did I do the thing? Yes. Am I moving towards my goal? No. So I might have a goal to read uh, 52 books this year, which I do actually, and I'm actually on track. I got a little off track, but I'm back on track. But should I read one book a week and understand uh, none because I read them too quick maybe and I just don't pay any attention and none of the lessons matter and I don't actually? Or should I read five books and understand them really well? Mm. Now, one, one is probably just a big waste of time and it's based on like, are other people going to think I'm cool if I read 52 books? My quest for 52 books has got nothing to do with other people. It's more about I, I want to exercise my brain in the same way that I exercise my body. I think a lot of people um, spend a lot of time on, on physical health and don't spend enough time on mental health. So I think that's my, that's my brain gym basically. So the, understanding what the goal is, is is super important. You know, The goal isn't to buy as many properties as you can. The goal isn't to read as many books as you can. The goal isn't to go to the gym as many times as you can because, I mean, hell, if you just wanted to go to the gym as many times as you could, you could literally just walk in and out of the door. It's like click, 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 just racking up those like hit the swipe button, hit the swipe button, off yeah. you go. Yeah. So that's not the goal. What you need, what you need to, to actually even understand if any of it matters, any of it matters, you need to zoom out and ask yourself what you really want. What do you really want in life? Who do you want to be and why do you want to be that? Now, this might sound like it's gone like super deep, but it's really important because you've got to ask yourself, why do you even want to invest in real estate? I ask people this all the time. All right, all right, 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 right. So I want to go, I want to go and build a property portfolio. So why? Why? Now, some people don't like that I ask why because it challenges their um, paradigm. But it's like, why? Like, why? Why is that a thing that you want to do with your money? Why wouldn't? Oh, you've got $100,000. Okay, cool. Why, why do you want to buy a house? 
why don't you want to go and buy a yacht and sail to France? Why not? And these are the big questions you've got to ask yourself to understand if your goals matter and you've got to be able to future pace, uh, you know, where you're at. Now, personally, health goals, intellectual goals, financial goals, we're going into the seed of life kind of components there and to understand, okay, well, how, how do I want to show up in the world and who do I want to be, not just in the short term, but also the long term. Because again, just lynching this back to real estate, you can kind of, you, there's various metrics. And I had a really, uh, I had a really interesting conversation with another one of our clients um, during the week. And, you know, we just settled on an amazing property for them. Fantastic. Uh, and, uh, and we're going, okay, cool. What's next? Let's go and build, let's, let's go and build some monster of a portfolio. Let's go and crush it. And we had that conversation. There's actually two of them. They're business partners. And we have the conversation essentially should we go and buy a hundred, $250,000 properties. Uh, and then, but then it's like, oh my God, that's like, sounds like, well, let's say it's 20, $250,000 properties. It's like, oh, but then you've got all these different property managers to deal with and blah, blah, blah. And are they going to do the thing? And it's like, yeah, but are they going to produce the right financial outcome? Is it better to have less? But then you can kind of take that to its extreme and go, well, should we just buy like one $10 million property and, and, and that be the goal? And there's a balance there as well. The balance is going to come through understanding, firstly, the outcomes you want. So in real estate, what is the financial return you want? That's a really clear one. What, what, what function financially is that going to serve? Because it's a wealth tool, right? It's a wealth vehicle. Hmm. So there's no point buying, um, there's no real point buying 10 bad properties if you could buy five good ones. So understanding what you want to get out of it is really important. There's no point buying, if your goal is I want to replace my income in 10 years time using real estate, there is pretty much like zero value in you buying negative or neutral geared properties. In fact, you just probably won't get to 10 for a start. You won't achieve your goal. Vice versa, if you have a lot of cash flow and you want to, um, but you don't have much capital, it wouldn't make sense necessarily for you to invest in pure cash flow deals where you got no, where you limited the, your capital allocation or capital appreciation. So, really understanding what you want to get out of it is is a hugely key component. Mm. And there's a balance. There's no one size fits all, right? There is no everyone. All of these kind of, there's a lot of people in the world, it doesn't matter what industry, what field, what endeavor, that, that pedal, all you need to do is X and you'll have the thing you want. It's like, yeah, well, that's exactly, exactly perfect for someone. However, there's, you know, nearly 8 billion people in the world right now and I don't really know any of them that are exactly the same. So it really, it really comes down to what you want. Did I answer the question, Gabby? Did I, did I get there? You did. So you're basically saying to determine whether what you're shooting for is actually a worthwhile goal, you need to understand why why you're progressing towards that. And actually, because I think you're right, I think a lot of people set those goals. And then as soon as you ask them like why, and when they get defensive about like, what do you mean why? And it's like, well, you, that's a sign that you might have just picked something for the sake of picking a number, right? Yeah. And it's interesting. I actually like that gym analogy about you know, if you just wanted to go to the gym 500 times a week, you could just go in and out of the door. And it's like, that is the number. Like if, if, if in that person's industry, it was like the, the sign of success to everyone else was like, how many times you go to a gym in a week, everyone else would just see that 500. And he would just report like, I went to the gym 500 times this week. And then people would love him. And like that, that's the whole thing. And nobody questions 
like, what did you do at the gym? How long were you there? What was the quality like? How was the workout? Well, how far did you run? Like, what did you lift? Like, did you make many gains? Totally. <laughs> and why do, why do you think people don't, don't dig beyond that? Like, if you're, if you're in an industry that you're interested in, so again, real estate, if people buy, if you like see that someone's got 20 properties, like that's, that's an ego metric, right? It might not be. It might not it be, might not but be. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people find that really impressive. And I'm not saying it's not impressive, but like they'll just see that, that 20 and then they're like, they're an expert. They know what they're doing because of this like top, very top level. It's like the same in a business, right? A business can report a huge amount of revenue. Yeah. But if they actually- and they can go broke. And they can go broke. But if they've, if they've got like, if they have no profit, negative profit, they, they're losing money. It doesn't really matter from a public perspective because they're just seeing that top level number. Why do you think people don't like people get sucked into that? It's easy, right? Because people are aspirational, right? It it, it is easy. Now, as a business owner, look, I I think I might have shared this story before, but I read the other day uh, about a company which um, went bankrupt getting to $200 million a year. So they mm. grew their business. They grew their business to the point that it was it was generating two hundred million dollars a year in revenue, and they went bankrupt because they got they went broke getting to a revenue goal. They set the wrong target, and they got there. And in the meantime, they went bankrupt and had nothing to show for it. Mm. The software company. Now, and uh, another really great, uh, really great example is uh, another guy I was talking to the other day who's got twelve properties. Twelve. 12 is a lot more than most people. You've got to remember that eight, only 8.7% of the population have ever even invested in property and all of that 8.7%, 93% never get past two. Right? So this guy's got 12. Crushing it, right? Crushing it. Crushing it. He knows what he's doing, yeah? You'd think so. You would think so. Literally no idea. Like literally no idea. I was chatting to him and he's, like, and he's like, yeah, I don't know. Like none of my properties make any money. And in the 10 years that I've had them, they've only gone up by, it was like, it was fractional. It was like one or 2%. Mm. It was crazy. It was like, oh my God, this is the worst. Uh, and he just had no idea, but he just thought the number was the goal. Now I was like, I, there's no way I would want that portfolio. It sounds horrible. So the thing is though, because people, it, it's very easy. The ego is um, very satisfying right? Mm -hmm. And dopamine is a hell of a drug. Like it really is. Dopamine, dopamine is awesome. Right. And, and that's the thing that if you can, if you can keep, the more you can keep chugging that along, right. The more you're going to feel as though you are achieving some esoteric uh, sense of, you know, external fulfillment, but fulfillment doesn't come from outside. Fulfillment comes from inside. Right? And this is where I think a lot of people come. They want approval from their friends. They want approval from their family. They want approval from other people. They want to know that they've done something, made it. You know, mm-hmm. they've they've really ticked that box. The reality is, you know, the people that I know who actually have the highest levels of uh, fulfillment and freedom and choice and the ability to go and do the things that they want, spend time with their family, they've got a surplus income, they can build a portfolio, they're very relatively stress-free, all of that kind of stuff. They like dress in black t-shirts from Kmart and um, they may not even own a car and like life's cool, life's great, like life's mm-hmm. awesome. And they don't go around, you know, talking about you know, here's my, here's my Lambo. Here's my nice suit. Here's my 30. Pro- they might look again. There's nothing wrong with having a lot of properties, right? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And that's not the point of this narrative. There's nothing wrong with going to the gym 
10 times in it. Well, I don't know, maybe 10 times in a week. Too I, don't, I don't know, right? But my, my point is there's nothing wrong with those metrics as long as you understand whether they are the right ones for you. Like, so if you take another example, Eddie Hall, who was like the strongest dude in the, in the world, was, Thor is now. And the amount of calories he was eating in a day, I was fucking crazy. It was like 8,000. It's like you could very easily draw a distinction there and say, oh, okay, in order for me to be the strongest man in the world, all I need to do is eat 8,000 calories a day or whatever it was. It was crazy. 8,000 is probably wrong, but it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. It's crazy, yeah. right? And so you could just simply, oh, okay, so the trick to getting strong is mm-hmm. eating 8,000 calories. Uh, no, <laughs> no. The, the, the reason he has to eat 8,000 calories is because he does all this other stuff. And it's kind of like a switch around. I think people just focus on the wrong number at the wrong time. The reality is no one else should be keeping score of your own life. And this is the big, I think this is the big message. It's like, it's really important to keep score for yourself, for yourself, because you need to understand on your own little dashboard, am I moving towards my desired state? Am I moving from where I am now to where I want to be in a meaningful way? Am I consistently saving each month? Am I on track with my portfolio goals? Are they serving me? Are they doing the right thing? Am I eating well? Am I reading enough books? And like, and keep your own little dashboard. Have I practiced gratitude today? Have I, you know, like, have I spent time with the family? Have I called my friends? All this stuff. Keep your own little dashboard. No one else is keeping score. No one else freaking cares. Like no one cares. Like if all you need to do to understand that is to think back to when you were in high school, right? And think about how the opinions of other people in high school really mattered to you. Oh my God. You did not want to be embarrassed in front of one of those people, let alone one of the cool kids, right? What are the cool kids doing now? Don't know. Can't even remember their names. I like, I don't know. They could be crushing it. I literally have no idea and I don't care. Like I don't. Like, like no one keeps track of anyone else, mm. right? So your ability to stand in a group and say, look at me is, is completely blindsided. Firstly, no one else gives a shit what you're doing. No one cares. Like literally no one cares and no one remembers you. Like it's that simple. You, you're, the, you're, the, you're the biggest hero in your own story. But the problem with that is that you start to think you're the hero in everybody else's story. You see people that are on social media and maybe you're on social media and you think, oh my God, oh my God, everyone's paying attention to what I'm doing. Oh my God, I've got to keep up appearances. I've got to do this, I've got to do that. No one's thinking about you. They're thinking about, should I have pasta carbonara for dinner? They don't frigging care whether you've got 10 properties. They're thinking, God, did I remember to take the rubbish out? You know, they're thinking, hmm, might be time for bed. They don't care. No one cares about you. You're the only person that can keep scoring your own life. And, and, and when people can break away from that, they'll start to realize that the dashboard becomes a little different. The dashboard becomes a little different because then it's like, okay, well, if no one else matters and I, I don't matter and, and if basically everyone else, like if I can jettison the opinions and ideations of other people, what do I want? What do I want out of life? Do I want to be able to eat pizzas every single day for the rest of my existence? Well, cool. But what is that going to mean you have to do? Maybe you do need to go to the gym 500 times a day. You know, and you just got to understand and kind of put all that in context based on who you are, where you are, where you're going. Yeah, because I think, I think in theory it makes sense, right? You, you do hear about no one, no one cares about you. No one gives a shit about you. Everyone's just thinking about themselves in the most innocent way possible, right? It's just how we're wired. We're wired for our own survival. But I think people, 
it throws people because inherently you can have a sense of judgment of others. Mm. Um, but I think that judgment tends to last like a minute. Like if you think about people that are like self-conscious about the way they look, part of that is like, okay, I can accept who I am and like if I feel good, then that's fine, whatever. Um, but then you that gets debunked in your mind because you find moments when you will judge others on what they look like. Um, so then you carry that of like, well, I judge others, so everyone must be judging me. And then you walk around feeling like everyone's judging you, but you d- don't actually acknowledge that the moment that you spend judging another person was like a split second. You had a thought like, well, that doesn't look very good. And then they were gone. Yeah. <laughs> then you never thought about them again. And then you went like, oh, I better not wear that because that didn't look that great and whatever, whatever, whatever the context is of this. Um, so it's like you can have those moments of judgment, but acknowledging that that doesn't make, that, that doesn't correlate with like everyone is judgmental and everyone is judging each other. It's just like you're just observing the world. Yeah. You can, you can hear someone performing really well and like making a whole lot more money than you and you can have a judgment about that but that doesn't mean they're judging you about that. Like it's, it's a, it's a very, no one, like you were saying, like no one really cares about you more than you. No, care only, about only you care about you. So yeah. rather than judging other people, wondering whether other people are judging you, why don't you start judging yourself? Yeah. Right. Judge yourself. Here's the thing, right? We're all in a race. We're all in a race. We're all, we're all running towards something in life, you know, metaphysically, spiritually, everything. Everything is in constant motion. It's either moving forward or decaying. It's either expanding or contracting. That's mm-hmm. quantum mechanics, right? So we're in a race. We are speeding through the, the universe in a, in a literal, physical, spiritual, energetic way. But the reality is that no one else is running with you and, and you're not running with everyone else. Everyone's running in this. They're run, everyone's running the same race in this chaotic soup of potentiality and, and different decisions and everything like that. So you are running your own race. And that is the only thing that you're running. Now, you may have a loving partner or someone like that who said, I'm going to run next to you as closely as I can. But guess what? I don't care how close you are. You're still running different races. You are still running different races. Mm-hmm. Two people are not the same. What you can say is, let's try and keep our tracks as close together as possible because I like hanging out with you. Right? But at the end of the day, you are running your own race and you need to keep your own score. Right, and 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 if you can do that, then you can actually start to judge yourself. You can become your own champion. You know, I'm a freaking champion at baking eggs. Right, <laughs> I'm like you're pretty, you're pretty great. You're I'm pretty like great. I, I, I will I will go toe to toe with a French chef on some egg making stuff. Like, let's go. All right, <laughs> I, I'm I'm the freaking best. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, does anyone want to challenge me on that? Ooh. Doesn't seem to be anyone here who A, gives a shit or actually would <laughs> challenge me on that because I am the best at making eggs. So the thing is, if you run your own race and keep your own score, you can become your own champion. Now, that is the most uplifting and fulfilling thing you can do. And I am not talking about blowing smoke up your own ass and saying, look how great I am. You need to be real. But the reality is if you keep score, if you, if you focus on your own goals and your own metrics, right, maybe... Maybe buying one property in the next five years would be like some, that's a stretch goal and it's going to like, and you're going to crush it and you're going to get that. And that is going to be a vehicle to freedom for you for later in life. 
awesome. Don't feel bad that it's going to happen in two or three or four or five years. Feel enriched by the fact that you were on that journey. Like just, just, just love it. Like fall in love with the process and keep score along the way. And that's the only, th- it's the only thing that matters. Like the fact that somebody else has 10 properties and you have none right now, you know what? You not you don't mm. you you haven't lost ten properties. It's not like you don't have. It's yeah, like you're not losing. You're not losing. You're winning because you're still running towards your one property, which is just a little bit ahead. Yeah. You can't compare your own chapter one to somebody else's chapter twelve. You know, at the end of the day, if you can run your own race, keep your own score, look at what matters to you, and if you are running on a track next to somebody else, make sure you keep staying and going in the same direction because, you know, that's important. You do want to stay connected. You know, nothing happens truly in a silo, but you need to keep your own score and become your own champion. And that's, I think, really the only thing that matters because it doesn't, yeah, like I've spoken to so many people who have achieved success on various different levels and I am yet to find a single one who has told me that a metric based on money or any of that kind of stuff is the thing that's given them the most happiness. Mm. It's time, right? Time and their ability to spend that time well. You know, so there's no point having a lot of time if you, um, you know, if all you do is eat Big Macs all day and you can't, you know, maybe if you love Big Macs, right? But, you know, it's, it's, it's how to spend your life well. It's fulfillment. So fulfillment comes from, is, the literal definition of fulfillment is achieving the highest the highest potential of oneself, right? So it's achieving your maximum potential. Now, your maximum potential, my maximum potential, and Stevie down the street's maximum potential are going to be really, really, really different things, okay? So if you judged your maximum potential against mine, and I judged mine against Stevie's, and Stevie's judged his against yours, we're all going to be really depressed, right? Yep. You're not going to bake eggs as good as I am. Stevie's probably better looking and, and Stevie's not as intellectually superior as you are, right? Wonderful. How good. So like we've all kind of got these things that go for us that we are champions. Mm-hmm. I'm the best at bacon eggs. Good, right? And so I can wear that crown and I can be my own champion. And we are, once we understand that we each have unique abilities and unique superpowers, we can start to lean into that. You know, I know, f- I know few people who can think and articulate uh, big ideas in the way that I can. Mm-hmm. few not 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 none i'm not the champion right but i know a few and i know a lot of other people go oh my god i don't know how you can talk in public like that and they start to feel inferior they're like oh my god why can't i talk in front of people why can't i speak better and then they start to feel shit and it's like i don't know like maybe they can maybe they can actually bake eggs better than me you know and here, here's the thing like if if you play that comparison game you're never going to live a happy life yeah, I think I think that comes down to you know an individual's values. Like if you yeah. if you value uh, if you value family time, and you see someone else who's more successful than you and it spends manages to spend more time with their family, that would make you feel inferior more than their financial success, right? Yep, totally. It's a big thing, right? A lot of people see other people with more money. Mm-hmm. and they go, oh, my God, wouldn't it be great to have that life? And it's like, well, you don't even know what that life's like. No. You know, how hard do they have to work? Are they working 100-hour weeks, 200-hour weeks? Well, I, don't know if you, I don't know if I haven't done the maths on that. <laughs> um, you know, do they have good balance in their life? Are they healthy? Have they, do they spend time with their family? Has the pathway to that destination that they are currently at, has that been a, a pathway that's paved with joy or is it paved with distress? And if 
here's the thing. If you knew what they had to do to get there, would you even want that life? Yeah. And people don't usually dig dig even to that level to find out what it took to get what, what that other person has. No, exactly. So I think, uh, I think, I think the key here is to, is to firstly identify the goals that are going to give you the greatest levels of fulfillment. Secondarily, create your own scoreboard based on your own outcomes and don't listen to anybody else about what theirs is, right? Just because someone's got a net worth of 10 million and you don't, that doesn't make you any, any less valued. It doesn't make you any less of a champion. And so if you can run your own race, keep your own score and understand where you're going and why, then not, there is nothing left in your life other than to focus on that, focus on the process, focus on fulfilling your own highest potential and practicing gratitude every single day for the opportunity that you have to continue to do that. You know, there's nothing, there is nothing more, I think, I, 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 think, I think really the, the, the key to happiness is to know that you're doing your best. Like I don't think it's really hedged on anything else. Just to know that you're doing your best. Yeah, everyone talks about the meaning of life and purpose and stuff like that. It's like, am I doing my best? Am I achieving my highest potential? Am I doing the absolute best that I can? And I think if you can answer yes to that, God, it literally doesn't matter how much money you have, how many properties you have or anything like that. It's, you're there. And so the more that you can understand how close you are to that line, uh, the more that you can keep dialing that in until you suddenly achieve that and then disappear into a ball of light and energy and become one with the universe. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Any other questions, Gabby? Do you think we've covered this enough? Do you think this has been good? Do you think this has been valuable? Do you think people get anything out of this or has it just been rambling? I really hope people get something out of this. What I have you gotten out of valuable. it? Um, just a reminder that like, you really have to spend some time to identify what your values are and what, was going to fulfill you genuinely and not just grabbing at random random goals because that's what other people have and then comparing your, pitting, pitting yourself against those goals that you didn't even want in the first place. Yep. Um, yeah, it's good to, good to have those reminders periodically to check in with yourself about that, yeah. Yeah, nothing will crush your happiness more than comparing yourself to others, like literally nothing. Nothing, nothing will destroy your sense of self-worth and happiness and fulfillment, then, then nothing will do that more than, than comparing yourself to others. There's no force on earth that is more damaging than the opinions of other people, unwanted, unwanted and unsolicited opinions of other people. Cool. On that note, <laughs> let's wrap it up. I'm going to go and bake some eggs. Are you? Oh, yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> the champion. The champion is here. <laughs> All right. Awesome, guys. If you've liked this and if you think this has brought value, if you think that listening to this podcast enriches your world experience in any meaningful way, and I certainly hope it does, uh, then I would love, and I'm sure Gabby would love you to do this too, I'd love for you to share this with somebody else and tell them, listen up, you need different metrics and yeah. send it over to them and tell them that they need, that they need to seek fulfillment first. And then everything else will fall underneath that and will fall into place. And that would be really valuable to us because, uh, you know, one of the ego metrics I want to look for is a bigger podcast. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, like, it really helps us to grow our podcast and we really um, desire to bring a different lens to the whole world of wealth and real estate investing in a way that's going to create a much deeper and more impactful 
um, chasm of, of, of fulfillment in, in, in the world. So your ability to help us really helps us on that, helps us on that journey too. So, and if you want to reach out to us directly, you can do it two ways. You can head to dashdot.com.au check that out. Um, we can help you buy properties there. Or if you want to like grow and learn and do all that other kind of cool stuff, get heaps of free resources, guides and all that other stuff, head to theinvestorlab.com.au. We are here to serve. Thank you for being a part of this podcast episode. Thank you.